but positive thoughts become positive actions and positive actions become positive reality is what I believe. So you just have to keep pushing and every little bit that happens, whether it's a workout that you have to do outside with your team, soak it in. That's an experience that you probably will never have. Welcome to another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I'm your co-host, Tejan Graham. Alongside me is my guy, the one, the only, Mr. Jason Little. Jason, how are you doing today, man? Fantastic. Thank you, Tejan. So in this episode, we are in the seventh installment of our Senior Send-Off Series, where we dedicate each episode to graduating seniors from one of our respective Nibison Lakers sports team. In this episode, we're going to be focusing on three seniors who will be graduating from the women's hockey team. So please welcome to the Lakers Locker Room, Jetta Deranowski. Jetta, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you very much. Please welcome to the Lakers Locker Room, Miriam Lachavez. Miriam, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Thank you. And lastly, please welcome to the Lakers Locker Room, Ms. Hunter Mosier. Hunter, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. So let's get right into it. So 2020 was obviously a year full of unprecedented, you know, no one saw it coming. So Jed, I'm going to start with you. Looking back at it now, what was the one thing that you said that you took away from 2020? From 2020 came, uh, well, a lot of hardships just with obviously everything with COVID. It being our last year is really, really difficult to um, come to terms with. That's how we'd be ending our hockey season. So I guess it it brought like still a lot of dedication because we were trying to push through our last season without a season. So we still remained committed to that team. And overall, it just still taught us a lot of life skills. What about you, Hunter? Honestly, after 2020 was over, I was like, man, can't get any worse than that. Like Jess said, a lot of hardships, uh, a lot of things I didn't think were going to go the way they were supposed to go. You know, we were supposed to play last year. I was pretty excited for our team. Like we had a great setup going, we had a great lineup going and, you know, pretty much just, we got through it and now we're here. For you personally, Miriam, how did you personally handle the pandemic? Cause some people, you know, some people thrive through the pandemic. Some people were uncomfortable at the beginning and you know, went through some mental health problems. So for you personally, how would you say you got through the pandemic and were able to go through all those circumstances and everything that came with being in quarantine last year? Uh, it was pretty hard. Obviously, I was not expecting that at all. And but just like having like family and like just my close friends that I stuck with kind of helped me a lot to just like go through everything like we were all like together, like even if it's like on Zoom or like just like like enjoying more the little details, uh, going for walks, like doing things outside, like uh just FaceTiming and like calling your family all the time. Like, I think I was even closer to my family after that year because that's the only thing you could do, right? Like FaceTiming and calling them. So yeah, I just like got closer to my people, I feel. From your perspective, what would you say was the one thing that was taken away that you realized you took for granted that you will never take for granted again because it was taken away due to the pandemic? Um, I was really looking forward to play the last year because the Nationals were in Montreal. So when I was like, oh, last year with my girls is going to be fun. And honestly, I think that the last hockey game that I played, I did not enjoy because I was just like, was like, oh, I can't wait for next year. It's going to happen next year or whatever, because the pandemic wasn't started um, yet. So, uh, yeah, honestly, now I wish I could go back and just enjoy every moment I had. 
you touched on it just now. So obviously due to the pandemic, you know, all of our seasons got canceled. So the entire 2020-21 season has come and gone. There was no national championships. So Jenna, when you found out the season was getting canceled due to the pandemic, what was your reaction? Well, first of all, I absolutely bawled. I believe our team was on Zoom and I was trying to talk and I was just waterworks. I couldn't get words out. I had to mute myself. I had to turn the camera away. I was just I was a mess, like best, best way to say it. Like I even, it's weird to think because I kind of had an idea that there wasn't going to be a season as okay. Like if there's no season, like trying to think of maybe plans for the following year. And then all of a sudden it just hit me like a ton of bricks that no, like this was supposed to be the last year we, like Hunter said, we had an amazing lineup. We could have for sure gone to nationals. It, like, it was going to be a great year. And then it just all came to an end just like that. So it was just, it was crushing and I was just beyond sad. It's the best way to say it. Yeah, I think I think everyone shared that same sentiment because, you know, we're all, I feel like even though like the pandemic was a rough time for everyone, you know, there were people getting sick and people were dying. You just as an athlete just wanted to compete, there was always that little glimmer of hope that maybe there could be seats, you know. Like I said, this on another episode, I think you girls will all agree. If they said, you know what, you guys can play, but there's no fans, I think everyone would have taken that two seconds because everyone doesn't matter about the fans and we just want to compete. So I think the fact that there wasn't a season, like you said, Jenna, it was just that, it just was like, damn. Especially for those teams, you know, like this women's soccer team we just had last week, you know, like they were, they were saying, you know, they had a great season last year. They were, you know, banging on the door, really taking that next step. And then, you know, for that to be canceled, it's just like, it's just a bummer. So for you, Hunter, you know, Talk a bit about how the team did last season and how are you personally looking to improve how there been a season this year? I think our team last season, you know, we were knocking on the doorstep every time. We were second in the league for most of the league. We were a strong team with a lot of young players. And with this year coming up, we would have had it all. Like those young players would have had that year of experience. All those judges would have been out. Even them themselves, we were playing in our series in the playoffs and it kind of just came down to experience, right? We just didn't have enough experience with half of our team being all rookies, but we had the talent. With that year, losing like the way that we did, I was beyond confident. I was like, we're gonna, we're gonna take it all the way. And yeah, it was, it was just crushing because we had it. And like deep down, we definitely, I knew we had it. We had it all. Yeah, same thing, same question for you, Miriam. How far do you think this team would have gotten gone this year had there been a season honestly i i had strong beliefs because yeah like the year the first year with all the rookies were like what 12 rookies i'm pretty sure something like that um so talented like we were all like all the seniors were just like wow like shock like we're gonna be so solid but obviously like experience was lacking that year but we i we were all really like believing that we could go far the next year so it was a, a bit upsetting because when you know you have the team to go far and it would have been our last year so we would have been all in you know so it was it was upsetting yeah so one of the things that obviously came along with you know being no season was the new norm of online school so Jetta, how would you say you were able to deal with online school because i hear a lot of different answers but for you personally how did you deal with online school <laughs> Well, at first, I like I've taken an, one online class before, so it's kind of like okay, this shouldn't be too bad at all. Um, did the first semester, or I guess at the end of twenty twenty, there in March, did the last little bit. I was like, that's just a little bit, push through, and it was fine. And then the 
um, beginning semester here this last year, it's like, oh, this is hard. It's hard to push through. Like you just have no motivation. Like at least in class, you're like, okay, I'm going to go there. And when you're there, you're in a different mindset. So you're ready to learn. You're going to put your, or put all your focus into this class for uh, hour and a half or three hours, whatever it was. But then online, you're just, you're not there. Your mindset isn't on school because maybe your environment isn't reflecting school or it's just, it's just completely different. And it was, it was a challenge. Like I really struggled to continue to be motivated and to push through and just even like attend the Zooms that they, they, some weren't mandatory, but still like, it's just, it was hard to keep going on that path, but made it through and thankful for it. So can't complain. So this leads me to my next question. You know, obviously every year coming in, you know, there's always new people coming on the team that you have to integrate. So I'm going to ask you, Hunter, how were you able to integrate the new girls coming on the team this year in such a short period of time? You know, that was a big, really big challenge of ours. And I think Jetta could speak for it too, that it was for the rest of the team. We had to figure out a way that, you know, with COVID restrictions and all that, let alone the only time we could ever see these rookies were either at practice or at training. It was really hard to organize anything outside of that with the COVID restrictions. But I think when it came to practice, you know, we just kept it up, kept it a high tempo. It was intense half the time, you know, every Friday we'd have like, you know, mini games and stuff like that, just to keep up morale, just to kind of make it feel as if we're not separated by these COVID six feet, you know, somebody scores a goal, people are losing their minds and it's only practice. And then when it came to training, I think we had the best support system going on, you know, people were helping other people like rookies come in, you know, we had a really good training coach, Alex Morgan. And a lot of these rookies are never really heavy lifted for most of their, most of their careers. And, you know, most of us, most of us older players would try to pair off and see how we could help other players and build connections that way. And half of us, you know, some of the rookies lived in our house, some of them, all, almost all of them kind of segregated into different houses. I think there was only a couple that lived in residence, but even then, we just tried to connect when we could. With all the new, the young ones coming in there, um, I know off-season training for hockey players is pretty rigorous, especially like the off-ice stuff. How have you guys kind of improvised to be able to manage and maintain the younger people and making sure they're getting get what motivated. needs to be done and training properly? What's that? And trying to get motivated, like yeah. stay motivated all together. Yeah. Adaptability. I think you were looking for adaptability, right? Like adapting? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, Turk runs a pretty tight ship. So it just in general, like um, games or no games, he's quite intimidating. So you're always putting in that 110% effort because you do not want to disappoint him, I guess. Not even make him angry. It's disappointing him. You do not want to do that. So I think that just really gets into girls' mindsets. Like I know my first year, I was like, oh my gosh, I do not want this guy like looking down on me or anything. So it was just 110% every time like it's how you said there Jason it is like train like you play like it's just going crazy I, I'm not too sure if any other other girls have stuff to add but that's kind well, of what it was I, for me. I just yeah. remember I remember when I uh you know he makes us wear heart rate monitors and that makes me feel really accountable because you know in the summer we all live in different provinces I think when it comes to our team there's we're spread, spread across the country so when I wear my heart rate monitor, I feel accountable because Turk looks at those in depth. Like there is, he's looking at them thinking like, oh, you didn't go 110% when you did that sprint last time. Your heart rate was only at 175. That's not good enough. I remember this summer 
my heart rate monitor died halfway through a workout. I paused that workout, got in my car, went to the dollar store, got another battery, went back so that I could still do that workout because I was not going to hear it. I was too scared. Like, no freaking way. I'm going to make sure he knows I did these sprints. So I think with those, I think he kind of instilled that in a lot of us. And I had girls texting me this summer, you know, what am I going to do? My heart rate monitor died. I don't know what battery I need to use. How do I open this thing? What do I do? And I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do because you got to get that battery in there. You got to show them that you're doing your workouts. Yeah. yeah, I think it really helps also that we have a very competitive team. And that's what he taught us, right? He like how to compete. So I think that when you see a girl, especially the rookies were really good this year. They're always at the gym. It just motivates you to go to the gym. It pushes you like with the girls, like everyone was just motivated. So once one is, the other one is, the other one is. And oh, Yeah, Jenna. Yeah, Jenna, talk about some of the ways that, like you said, because hockey is a really physical game, you know, you can't obviously be soft in the, the ice because if you're soft in the ice, you know, you're going to get destroyed. So talk, like you guys touched on in terms of like, you know, pushing each other. So talk a bit about how you, you ladies push each other, you know, in practice to be the best, and, you know, to have that mental toughness and make sure that, you know, at all times, you know, you guys are competitors, you guys play hard, like you compete, like just talk a bit about like that whole process of like really elevating your teammates and trying to get the best out of them. Um, to me, I honestly, well, I see players like Jetta. She's always a hundred percent, no matter what it can be a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. She's just hundred, always a hundred percent. And just everyone respect Jetta. She's our captain. You see your captain being always a hundred percent. You just want to follow. Right. And I think that that's, that was the message. Everyone would follow the person that goes a hundred percent. And it was just influencing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, speak on, speak on, stay on the leadership topic, you know, Hunter, what would you say is the most important character trait to have it to be an effective leader? That's a really good question, actually. I think the most effective one would be to be approachable, but like Miriam said, you got to set the example. You can't, you got to, you got to do what you preach, right? And for Jetta, you know, she was a captain of her team for going on two years and then it was assistant captain before, like, you know, she set, set her, set her goals by example. And then people listen. And I believe that's the best way to be a leader is that, you know, people watch you and respect you when you're playing. And if you're giving it that 110%, when you speak up that one or two or three times, that's when you're going to be heard. It's not the player that's talking all the time, but not going to with their actions. Jetta, what would you, um, based off your experience with Jetta, what would you say has been the biggest lesson you've learned about leadership through your time in terms, you know, evolving as a leader? What would you say has been the most important lesson you've learned? I'd have to say by far is communication. It's like communication about the, could be the littlest things. Like I, not too sure of a example right offhand, but like if you're not communicating, then something's wrong. And maybe even that chemistry with, if within your team is falling apart, or if it's communication between, if you're that um, person communicating from your coach to your team, like it just needs to be there or people get lost and that structure gets diminished, like it's it's by far the key component, I'd have to say. And that's been preached to me year after year from previous captains and just from like Turk in general and even other girls on the team, like other leaders, just any other team member, they've always said like, okay, if it's just a text that's uh, what's going on today or okay, like I can't quite make this, like how can I make it up or something like that, it's just, talking 24 seven all the time. And like Hunter said, being approachable, like it makes the world of a difference. Yeah. You know, one of the things that was really lost this year and, you know, 
quick story too, you know, the reason why we called the Lakers locker room because, you know, me and Jason are talking about this and we've said on other episodes is because as athletes, you know, the best conversation, the best times happen in the locker room, you know, that's a time for us to be ourselves, you know, get to know each other, you know, seeing good times, bad times, whatever the case may be. So in terms of the locker room this year, you know, especially a sport like hockey, which is obviously team sport, you have to have team chemistry. So Mira, I'm going to ask you this question. How vital has the locker room been over your time at Nipsey in terms of creating that camaraderie and building that team chemistry that was essential for having team success on the rink, on the ice, excuse me? So important, honestly, and that's the difference this year. Like, we were barely in the locker room, right, because we were, like, changing pretty much outside the rink. And, like, just before going on the ice, like, even during practices, like, playing music, talking to each other uh, about school or about the week, the upcoming weekend, like, I think that was, like, that's how I got close to the girls before the practice. We would always have fun, like on a random Tuesday night, like you get to the rink, even you want to get to the ring before and like creating like a good team bonding. And honestly, like that's, that was hard this year not to be able to do this, especially for the rookies. There's like five or six rookie coming in and then you can't even establish that within the girls, which I thought was really hard. Over your time at Nipissing Hunter, has there been like one thing in the locker room that really sticks out to you that was like funny or, you know, was really important to you or something you'll never forget? That's, there's a lot of times that I'd never forget, but I think, you know, we were really into our music a lot of the times. And I remember we won this one game and I think it was against, it was either York or Queens, a team that we just really didn't like. <laughs> and we, and we finally beat them, and it was such a close game. Everybody, you couldn't point out a single person in the room that didn't play well. And it was a complete dance party. I like everybody was out of their bent, like out of the benches. Like we were losing our minds. I think Jetta hit the floor on like a half split, uh, and it was insane. Everybody was dancing, having fun. It was the atmosphere. It was so intoxicating. I think we danced for a solid twenty minutes before we all got unchanged. Like nobody wanted to get unchanged. I think we wanted to go back out. <laughs> yeah like the same thing happened to us last year because um, we had a new coach come in last year so when we won our first game which was our second game we got some terror tech same thing like as soon as our coach came in we drowsed him with water we're jumping up and down like we're celebrating in our jerseys like it was the locker room is just such a great time because you really get to know each other outside of like see the field the rink the court and you really build those team chemistry because the beauty about sports is that and i've said this too like the thing about having play on a team sport is that you automatically have, you know, 12 friends, 15 friends, whatever the case may be. So you have those group of people that you can go to, talk to. And the beauty about being a student athlete, well, and I said this before, looking from a microscopic perspective, is that those people in your change room know what you're going through. So based on your team, you know, they know what it's like to play that sport at the university. They know what it's like to, you know, be a student athlete, have the same training schedule. You know, sometimes if you're feeling low and all that type of stuff, they can relate to you, whereas no one else really understands that experience because they're not a part of that culture and they're not part of the team and all that type of stuff. So it really brings people together when you're going through the hard times that you guys, you ladies can look around and say, you know, that's my sister, or, you know, that's my sister, that's my teammate, that's my friend. And, you know, we can go on the rink and, you know, we can battle out and whatever happens, let the chips fall where they may. And I think that's just a beautiful thing about, um, you know, playing on a team sport. But, you know, switching the topic, you know, when you're in university, you know, you say you usually have like four to five years of playing and, you know, that's a big transition period, you know, coming from your first year up until, you know, you graduate. So Jenna, I'm going to ask you first, from your first year in the university until now, what has been the biggest thing about you that has evolved or you, you our area in the life that you've grown from your first year until now? 
Um, that's uh, tough to pinpoint. There's just been so many areas, like so many life skills that have been taught throughout my four or five years at Nipissing and being on a hockey team. Uh, the area I've grown the most, I think, would be um, like being empathetic. Like everyone ha is going through something different and no matter like no matter what someone's life is different if you're like oh I've been playing hockey 23 years or I've been playing hockey 23 years too and it was tough and I had to always work you always worked differently like no two people are ever the same so it's really important to look at when you're approaching something to yes you see it from your perspective but then there's also someone else's perspective so I think just definitely, I guess, perspective taking and being empathetic towards everybody. Yeah, same question, uh, Miriam. Yeah, where would you say you've really evolved from your first year until now? I honestly think that Jeddah just got the word out of my mind. <laughs> my, <laughs> that was really good empathetic. I think it's really good, yeah. I would say that to be honest. <laughs> Nothing else to add. <laughs> yeah, Hunter, from your first year until now, what would you say has been the biggest lesson you've learned? in terms of it's being a student athlete or as being a student or just life lesson, what would you say is the number one lesson that you've learned that you'll take with you for the rest of your life? Well, you're hitting it with the hard questions here. I'm doing a lot of soul searching within this podcast. <laughs> Emotional. Emotional, I'm getting it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, man, that's, that's pretty hard. I don't know. I think I think I would have to like the biggest lesson that I ever learned was that you know whenever something happens it's not that bad you know you're going to get through it no matter what and you're going to get through it on your own you're going to get through it with your team you're going to get through it with the people you around that you surround yourself with like even for I guess Jetta and Miriam I've lived away from home for now five it would have been five years and that's four provinces over and I learned to be so independent that like, I, I got home and it actually scared my mother. She's like, who are you? Who is, who is this person? Like, I used to have to take care of you, you know, and living on your own, you become so self-sustaining and, you know, nothing can phase you after all the things that you do with in university from the little, the little mountains to the big mountains. Yeah, I think, and I told my dad this, you know, and we talked about this conversation. I think if people, if people have the opportunity to go away from home, do it because you're gonna learn so much about yourself and it's gonna really help you moving forward for your life. Because when you're at home, and I've said this on another episode, you know, you get really, there's a term that my dad says in Stucky, which basically means that, you know, you're stuck in your ways. Like you're not allowing, you're not allowing yourself to grow. And I feel like when it comes to university, you know, it's really that great opportunity to really find who you are. You know, when you're in high school, you know, you're just going through the most, you know, you're meeting new friends, you're doing all this athletic stuff, which is cool. But then university is like the time of your life where you really find out like who you are, what you like, you know, especially if you talk for dating, for example, you know, what you like in a person as a male or a female, whatever case may be, it really gives you the opportunity to really find who you are. And I think that by being, you know, being away from your family, it gives you that time, you know, to try new things, make mistakes, learn from those mistakes and grow from it. Whereas if you're staying home and you let your parents always bail you out, you're never going to be able to grow because you're always going to think anytime there's a mistake, oh, my parents are just going to be there to bail me out. Where unfortunately, you know, your parents don't live forever. So when unfortunately that day comes where your parents are no longer with you, then it's like, okay, what now? Yeah, but I totally agree. Because also yeah. it, helps, it helps to improve your social skills. Like when oh, you're home, you have, 
you have the same friends you don't have to make new friends you have your friends but when you go to university like I remember my first year I didn't know anyone so I had to get out of my comfort zone and if I want friends I have to talk and yeah me. totally oh, I'm the same way like my first year yeah like I'm going to my third year and my, and my brother told me especially going to first year you know you can't you definitely got to talk to people to be successful in university in the sense of you know if you especially lecture hall you know if you're in lecture hall you don't want to talk to anyone like I learned quickly like you're not going to survive if you don't socialize because there might be times where you're going to need help from people and if you don't talk to someone you're going to be like, <laughs> like you know yeah. what I mean it's like it's like crap but like if you like you said the beauty about being um away from home like you said Miriam was like yeah like you it forced you to socialize it forced you to get out of your comfort zone it forced you to talk to people because eventually when you get older and you know you're done university you know you're going to the workplace or whatever the case may be you're going to have to talk to people like there's no way in hell you're going to go through life and not talking to someone like mm-hmm. this is not going to work. So um, being from a small town, like you, uh, like I'm from a town of 9,000 people. It's clicky. Like it's, you have this circle, this circle, this circle. And then when you get to university, it's just, oh, you know, it's like, what the hell am I in? Like <laughs> you, you just have to adapt and overcome. And honestly, I have some friends, um, and some acquaintances I'll say now from town who never expanded their, you know, their resume of like culture, people, social skills, you know, all the intangible things. And, it's weird when you get back home and to talk to some of these people who never kind of got to grow as a person and it's they're you know a little more socially awkward you kind of realize the things that you when you were a kid that you were doing wrong or that was just kind of off and weren't acceptable like socially or any it's just yeah universe definitely great thing to take out of the, the few years you're here which it feels like two days but <laughs> and it really open opens your mind on people like i'm from a small town too three thousand people and it's yeah it's all like kind of the same people and then you get to like a bigger city a bit you meet more people and it's just like makes you appreciate like a whole kind of people like it's just opens your mind yeah i totally i totally agree yeah like i'm from a big town i got from toronto so obviously everyone knows how big toronto is so like being in north bay like i've told this story before like you know when i first heard about north bay you know we won um the basketball championship for high school and then there's a big provincial championship at the end of the year. And they said, okay, so guys, so we're going to be going to um, North Bay, Ontario. We're going to go to Nipissing University slash Canada College. So I'm like, coach, what the hell is North Bay? Like, what the hell is Nipissing University? Like, I've never heard of this school in my life. And I came in March and I told the story before, you know, like it was an ice rink, you know, the um, the steps outside the athletic center coming in was a full ice rink. And I'm thinking to myself after the Wednesday, you know, I'm never coming here again. And Lord and behold, I'm here. I noticed, like it was just kind of funny but honestly though like the beauty about the university of north bay it's like it's a really intimate community so you really get the opportunity to really make connections and meet people like my i used to go to school with my brother when he was in university because he, he went to university of toronto and that's a really big school and that's a big lecture hall right so sometimes you know the teacher will refer to you as a student number right you might be like you know one two three four five six whereas when you're here at nipissing you know they can actually like i remember when i was in geography class last year like the teacher already said my name i was like wait, the prophet knows my name? Like, you actually said Tejan? Like, it's crazy. Cause like, if you go to another school, like that's not going to happen. So like, you really get to build a relationship. Like I even had the opportunity you know, to sit down like with the prof. Like actually, she actually helped me with some stuff I didn't get. Like, you don't really get those opportunities. So I think it's just amazing how really tight knit um, the North Bay community really is. So staying on that topic, you know, I asked the, the women's soccer team this question last weekend. They really had to think about this. So I'll give you, if you need some time, I'll give you some time, but I'll ask you first, um, Jetta. What does it mean to you to be a Laker? Honestly, just being a Laker, you're a part of something bigger. And I'm sure, I guess anybody on any team probably says that. 
but it's just you're a family like yes there's like you said Toronto is so big you don't know all the sports teams and everybody on every team where in Nipissing you're like oh you play soccer you're on the soccer team you're in men's hockey you're in volleyball like you're just so tight-knit and like you can relate to one another so easily or I don't know it's just it's amazing honestly to be a part of this Lakers family like it's just it's mind-blowing how well um yeah how well everyone just gets along and understands each other like you really wouldn't think that but it's just like it, there's no force in conversations either like you're always there for anyone no matter what it is and it's just like I said an amazing thing to be a part of what about you Miriam yeah I really think that like in Nipissing like you feel important like you're you're a family you grow together and you go through hard times and better times together and you you help each other just to be a better person on and off the ice what about you Hunter uh I think like to be a Laker the first word that popped in my mind was just you know the pride I guess that you get from being a part of something like Jetta said something bigger than yourself the pride and the love that you get from you know you're contributing to something it's not just your team it's every team it's not just women's it's it's men's and and we're all together like even at an athletic like end of year athletic banquet I remember being there for the first time thinking wow like this is pretty amazing I'm surrounded by probably one of the most amazing athletes in all of Ontario maybe all of the country like there's some amazing people here and to surround yourself with those types of people and know that you worked hard to get there and so did they it's just the respect and pride that people should feel to gain that is amazing and all that love that comes with that that understanding is just amazing yeah i think the beauty about nipissing is like and i remember one of the women's soccer players said last week was you know the underdog mentality you know when you come into a, a small school like the the beauty about nipissing is that there's opportunities to establish a legacy. Like, you know, at certain other schools, you know, there are people who've been there before, you know, who are in the Hall of Fame, like on the plaques and all type of walls and all national championships and all type of stuff. So when you come to Nibising and you come to a small city like North Bay, you have an opportunity to build a legacy. And it goes back to what we said in terms of leaving away from home, you have the opportunity to build who you are. And I think the beauty about Nibising and like the Nibising Lakers athletics is that like I said, like you said, like, it's a really tight-knit community. Like, you know, like, oh, that's Jennifer from the hockey team. Or, hey, that's Michaela from the soccer team. Or, hey, that's Eric from the men's volleyball team. Like, you guys eventually get to know each other in some way, shape, or form. And everyone has the same opportunity to build a legacy. Like, I said this also, too. Like, the beauty about, you know, winning a championship. Like, it'll be so much different if you win a championship in North Bay because it's never been done before. So, like, it's one thing, you know, to win a national championship. But then when you look at the school in general, it's like, okay, which team's going to be the first to bring a national championship to the school? And if that does happen, like, you know how much celebrated that team would be for like, that whole summer in North Bay? Like, they brought the national championship to North Bay. Like, everyone's, like, lit and everyone's, like, excited and all that type of stuff. This big buzz comes to North Bay. Like, it's a, it's one of those things that you can't get in, in many other schools because, like I said, the, the legacy's been built. So Well, touching on that, too, like, when in our first year, we made it to final rounds of playoffs and we had a fan bus come. And I, I don't know if, like, many other people – places get that opportunity like it was just amazing we filled Guelph Arena with our fans like it was just incredible so I think even just seeing something like that and how you're talking about bringing back a national championship like 
yeah, it'd be, it'd be amazing. And you just, yeah, the love you'd feel it would be just beyond words. Yeah. I was say that too. Like, I just remember that moment and it was filled with all Lakers sports people. Like the volley, I remember the men's volleyball team was the biggest cheering section I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it was insane. And everywhere you look, there was all athletes, all cheering you on, all Lakers, all cheering you on from everywhere. It was insane. And even like with playoffs last year, it was again amazing like the support that you feel it's like for a woman it's like playing in the nhl and you're having crowds screaming at you like that's how amazing it feels yeah like it's just it's crazy like yeah and i went to one of your games last year like it was that whole experience was like it was super cool because i'd never been to nimbus university hockey's game before and it was just like you said yeah like people just cheering you on it's like it's crazy like you really feel the support and you really feel like the love and it's just awesome um so looking back at it now you know i'm asking you first miriam what has been your favorite part of the student athlete experience um honestly just uh going on on road trips every weekend especially nordvik because you're far right so you have to travel a bit more and stay in hotels all weekend and like i feel like that really helped to create like a bond with the girls and just proximity like we got closer because of that and just going to school knowing that you have like the weekend ahead you're preparing for the games and that was literally like a good way to motivate me to stay in school <laughs> what about you hunter what's been your favorite part of the student athlete experience i'd have to say it would be you know the hockey was amazing the schooling's excellent at nipissing but like it'd be all the little things that happened in between like the friends that you made through it you know uh, I lived with Jetta for most of my time there and Miriam, uh, those are friends I'm never going to lose. And you don't realize it until you leave and you go, wow, like that, that right there was pretty freaking awesome. And like Miriam said, the road trips, all those little things that you don't realize are important at the time. And then you look back, like right, right, right now, you're looking back and you're like, wow, like those are the things that I'm actually going to remember. I probably couldn't tell you a single game that I actually remembered or what happened through it. I could tell you if we won or lost, but I couldn't tell you play by play, but I could totally tell you play by play when me and Jetta and Miriam used to go out for dinner after a game, after a winning game on a Saturday night, we'd have a glass of wine, have a whole conversation about how the game went, if it was a good game, bad game, whatever. I could pinpoint those moments for you and tell you exactly what we said. Couldn't tell you about the game, but could tell you what we said. Which I think is super dope. Yeah, that's the beauty about you know, be like I say, be on a team, like you just build those friendships and you build those moments off the court and not off the court, you know, off the field, off, you know, outside the rink. Like it's those things that like really bond you. Like I said, I'm totally with you. Like there's, there might be one or two things you might remember from the game, but like those, those really deep conversations where you get to know each other, you talk about stuff. Like those are the things that you're going to remember. And I remember Devin said this from the soccer team, like on our second episode, the season was like, you know, you're going to remember stuff outside of your sport more than you remember your stuff in the sport. And I think that's so profound because those are the things that are really going to take with you for the rest of your life, because you're not going to be a, a university athlete forever. You know, sports don't last forever. You know, you have five years max and then that's it. So after sports is done, what else is there? Whereas, you know, your friends hopefully can always be there. That's something that's, that doesn't have a five-year limit. So I just think that's so profound, like the opportunity of being a student athlete, really building those connections with your teammates. It's just something I cherish so much and I'm with you. And I'm glad that at least have three more years to hopefully continue to build those legacies, whereas you ladies have that time is up, unfortunately. But I just really hope that my experiences have been the same as much as yours in terms of off the 
outside the rink and for me off the court. But yeah, I'll pose the same question to you, Jetta. What has been your favorite moment about the student experience? I think uh, in general, just all the life experience that it taught me, like everything down communication, uh, like Miriam said, te or teaching you to be more sociable, how Hunter said, being independent, like there's so many life skills and life takeaways from being a student athlete. And I think that really like has, I guess, hit home with me. But then like Hunter and Miriam said, just having that family and those friendships and honestly how you just worded it that your hockey has a time limit but your friends don't is yeah you hit the nail on the head there like it's incredibly true and what I think I'd love the most is that no matter like how many days months or even years for um, better or bets that have left you can pick up right where you left off like it's like there's been no time that you guys haven't been talking like it's just like this and you can be back at in the university life or back when you guys were a student athlete like it's just it's phenomenal that you can build such connections like that um for all of the younger guys that are coming in um what would be some advice you have for them especially with you know times like this where it's not really normal we'll say i'll start with jetta may not seem like it but there's a light at the end of the tunnel so just keep pushing uh how we kind of, I think a basic thing that we all talked about on and every question we answered is that if you just, you put in that hard work, you will be rewarded. And even at the time, if you're like, you're not seeing that, it's still there. And you will reflect back on that and be like, yes, this is the life lesson that came with this moment. Or this is, you know, something that I'll always remember, even if it's a small detail and you think you'll, you won't forget it. Like Hunter said with the games, like, Oh, I always think that I reflect on my games and I'll be remembering what happened in them. But no, it's the meals afterwards. It's the conversations afterwards. It's the anything that happens afterwards. But it's, yeah, just the little things. What about you, Hunter? I think some advice I'd give to players coming in, especially during pandemic, is that even though, like Jess, it doesn't seem like it, but there is a light. But also just to soak it all in. Like, it's not the ideal situation. Everybody knows that, but everybody's going through it. You're not, you're not alone. You just got to push through it and really, really embrace it almost in a sense. Like, don't think about it negatively. I think that's what hurt is hurting a lot of people now. Like it hurt me in my fifth year. You know, I thought about it so negatively that this got taken away from me, but, and maybe people are coming in thinking that their experiences are getting taken away from them, but positive thoughts become positive actions and positive actions become positive reality is what I believe. So you just have to keep pushing and every little bit that happens, whether it's a workout that you have to do outside with your team, soak it in. That's an experience that you probably will never have, you know, changing out in the parking lot. I never thought I'd have to do that, <laughs> but Hey, it's an experience that I have now. I can tell you how to, you know, put your gear on <laughs> outside and <laughs> yeah. not care if everybody's driving by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah, there, yeah, there's some crazy stuff that always happens being a student athlete, seriously. <laughs> yeah, something I was annoyed with at first, and I look back, and I'm like, that's that's pretty funny, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, like, this. yeah, there's sometimes where, like, you're, like, in the moment, you're like, oh. but you look back, like, a, a year later, and you're like, oh, that was actually kind of funny. You remember that time? And you just, like, laugh about it, but, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. But, yeah, Miriam, I'll ask you this question, too. Um, what's one advice that you would give that you would say is pivotal and to be a successful student athlete 
Uh, honestly, just just be positive because whether it's a pandemic or not, you're going to go through a lot of hard stuff uh, during your career, your career, and just you got to push through it because honestly, all the downs that we went through were 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 worth it to go through all the ups that we had because honestly, like I had the best moment, even though I had lots of hard times, I had the best moments ever. And yeah. stick to your teammates, make friends and stick with them. Like, honestly, like everyone's there for you. Yeah. I've only been in Nipissing for two years and I've only played for one because this year was lost, but just based off the one year and just hearing other people talk this throughout the season on the podcast, just, you know, enjoy the moment because, you know, every set from the women's volleyball team, the first episode, you know, four years fly by, like it's nothing. And, you know, in the moment, you know, you, I think this year has really given people the opportunity to realize some of the things they took for granted because, you know, sometimes, and I said this before too, you know, people will say, you know, make sure you don't take things for granted because you never know. And, you know, you, you usually you're like, yeah, 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 I hear you, I hear you. But then when it actually got taken away, you're like, wow, this is what people ask me when they say, you know, don't take things for granted. And it's the same thing that applies to being a student athlete because like, like they say, you know, four or five years really do fly by. Like I'm already going into my third year in the fall, and like I, it felt like I feel like I just got here a few months ago. So just for anyone listening, I think it's really important, you know, just enjoy the time that you have, because like I said before, you know, you have a five year limit, and these are gonna be the best years of your life. Because like I said, you make new relationships, you make new memories, and those stuff are gonna last with you for a lifetime. So mm -hmm. really, take enjoy the moment and just take every don't ever take anything for granted. And I think this whole pandemic has um, really taught us that seriously. And the one thing I would add is just stop stressing over the little things. There is so many times you'll just practice or you get yelled at by a coach or a teammate for making a mistake. And then boom, there goes your whole week. You just had a crappy week because of a two minute altercation. You know, it just doesn't make sense. So don't stress over little things is all I'll say. Yeah. And someone says before too, like even my, my parents said this before too, your worst day is someone else's best day. So when you think you have a bad, someone else has a worse than you. So that's something to remember. But anyway, seriously, ladies, thank you all so much for coming on and sharing your stories. Really appreciate it. So now we're getting to our quick hitter segment. So this is the part of the podcast where we ask our guests a question and that's answered as fast as possible. So Jason, you have the questions ready? Oh yeah. I'm on a roll, man. I'm on a roll. Nice. So I'm going to go with the order of my screen. So Miriam, you, you answer, you go first, then Jetta, then Hunter. So every question we're going to ask you, all three of you are going to ask the same question. Okay. So first question. So Miriam, who's your favorite musical artist? Um, Miley Cyrus. What about you, Jenna? Luke Combs or Morgan Wallen. Yo, a lot of people keep saying Luke Combs or Morgan. Jason, have you noticed that a lot of country lovers? I never like, big country lovers. Seriously. Damn. Damn. See, I'm jumping off a roof whenever country's playing. I hate that. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm not country. Crazy. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> what about you, Hunter? Eric Church, all the way. That too. See him too. But yeah, Jason got next one. Uh, artist or song on repeat? Uh, Morgan Wallen. See, country okay. again. Most popular one. <laughs> yeah, Jetta. Um, well, it would be Morgan Wallen too, but wasted on you or hell of you for songs. Okay. Uh, Hunter. I'd have to mash up with Jetta. She just read my mind, but then another one just popped in my mind that's going on, and it's called A OK -okay by somebody tia whatever great <laughs> okay all right next question so miriam all-time favorite album morgan wyland his new double album <laughs> <laughs> not that i know uh jenna 
Maybe even Shania Twain, like her red disc way back in the day. Like, that's oh, okay. uh, some good stuff, but, or Morgan Wallen with his new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hunter? Uh, I would either go with uh, one of the original Matchbox 20 albums and or Eric Church, always, all of his albums. But. Okay. All right, so that's what right. Who is your favorite athlete? Big Post Backstrom. Okay. Nice. Jelly? Miriam Latraverse. <laughs> uh, honestly, Jerome McGinley, he was a Ooh. inspiration from day one. Oh, I like that. Hunter? I'm going to go with a girl athlete. I'm going to go with Sarah Nurse. Okay. She's a, a hockey player. Nice. Tough. All right. Next question. So, Miriam, last show you binge watched? Um, Who killed Sarah? Jenna? I think the last one was hot in Cleveland, throwing it back. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Hunter? I'm going to feel Jetta's eyes on me, but The Office for the 10th hundred time. Wow. <laughs> I've actually never watched The Office. i got to watch it full. i got to watch it. Have show. you guys seen The Superstar? No. no. I heard it's good. It's kind of like the bootleg version of The Office, but still good. Still good. Okay. Um, all right. If you guys could spend a day with somebody dead or alive, who would it be? Celine Dion. Ooh, okay. Jenna? Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. Hunter? <laughs> Yikes. Uh, my grandpa. Okay. <sighs> okay, this is the one. This is a very personal one for me. So, Miriam, we're going to ask you first. Do you like pineapple on your pizza? I do. Yes. All right, that's one. Oh. Jetta? Absolutely not. That pineapple <laughs> does not belong on pizza. Whatever. Right. You have to get the tiebreaker. That's a hard no. What? No way. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. So another one, Dejan. That's another one. But technically it's 2-2 two, two because like you like don't like pineapple. I do like pineapple. So technically 2 Is it 2-2? Two, two? No. 3-2. Three, 3-2. Two. Three, two. Oh, damn it. You're right. Crap. Okay, but you got the next one. I already know I lost this one, but I actually no, you never know. But let's go. Have we had one person agree with you on the next one that's coming out? No, but you did know, but you did tell me about your um, roommate though, which I never met. You you didn't tell me that one before. Yeah, okay. Hopefully, okay. hopefully we can find someone that agrees with me on this next one. Hopefully. Okay. This one's a crazy one. Milk before cereal or cereal before milk? Cereal before meal, of course. Agenda? Cereal. Okay. Hunter? I, I can't even remember the last time I ate cereal. Um, <laughs> wow. Cereal for milk, I guess. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's always that one person, like every other every other couple episodes, like they say, like, you know, I don't like the cereal, I never have seen it. Like, always that What's one cereal? Person. Yeah, like, there's always that one person, like, I don't know, but well, hopefully I'll find someone. But um, by the way, I'm looking for cereal, if you guys want to. <laughs> anyways, next question. So, Miriam, what's one thing people don't know about you? No, I'm very uh, anxious. Oh, okay. Jenna? Um, I don't know. I'm a pretty open book, I would say. But uh, yeah, that's tough. Wow. Maybe that I'm a farm girl. Oh, you grew up on a farm? Yep. Okay. Green farm, and then my grandpa has uh, cattle, so. Okay, cool. I've pulled a calf before. Tough. <laughs> Tough. Answer? Uh, well, I, 
like only thing I can think of is that everybody knows that I live in British Columbia, but I I can play the drums. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right, JC got next one. Question time. Favorite movie. Bride Bridemaid. Jetta. Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh. Johnny Depp makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, that, that's true. That's it. They had. <laughs> Dang it. Everybody's gonna laugh at mine. Christopher Pardon? Robin. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey. Everyone, everyone's entitled to what they like. But um, right. next one's uh, Miriam. What's one skill you wish you were good at? Um, I wish I was fast at hockey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jenna. Um, I wish I could actually sing. Like I sing because I don't care who's listening and. It's all fun and games, but like I wish it was actually good. <laughs> Me too. Me too. And that's a bit of most common answer too, singing. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. What were you, Hunter? I, I wish I could dance. I'm an uncoordinated draft. Like, are you bad or, <laughs> or are you bad or like bad, bad? Where you bad. Have, like, She's like, bad. You have like two left Horrid. <laughs> it's actually it's legal <laughs> for me to dance. Wow. That bad, huh? No, it's terrible. <laughs> All right, Jesse, got next one. Okay, this one's kind of a trippy one. Not a lot of people get it at first, so just let me know. Say we're in an alternate universe. Same you, but a different timeline. And you guys weren't playing hockey or weren't studying what you're studying. What would you guys be doing? I would be um, in a band. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What what, What genre of music? Country. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking rock, man. Well, that was hard. Yeah. What were you, Jetta? Um, I don't know if this is like on the right lines, but I would be way back before my before my time, and like you know when you had to wear the like big dresses or just the olden days. That is where yeah, I'd okay. be with the big big hairdos and just wow. living life. Wow. Okay. That'd be a sick world to be living in. What were you, Hunter? In this, I think this alternate universe is kind of like my fantasy. I'd, I'd love to live in like Italy Ooh. and drink wine and eat <laughs> cheese all day long. Cheese. And like living out, I think. Okay. Plot twist, she's lactose intolerant. <laughs> 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 all right, final question. So, Miriam, if you have the chance to go back in time to your first year and do your entire career all over again, would you change anything? And if so, what? Not a single thing. I had such a good time. Met such great people. Nice. What were you, Jetta? Oh, I agree with Miriam. Like, it was amazing. It was so much fun. First year is probably, yeah, they're all amazing. So, yeah, no, it was a good time. I wouldn't change a thing. What were you, Hunter? I wouldn't change a thing other than I wish I would have never brought my car to Ontario. That's an <laughs> Why? <laughs> it, it went through a pretty hard time. Got in a, you know, got beat up pretty good. Yeah. Had to do tying and duct taping and blow up tires every morning, jump start it. Ontario wasn't nice to her. Rest in peace, Prudy, you know? Through <laughs> <laughs> a lot with that car. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's definitely been some adventures with that one. Yeah. What, cars, what car was it, by the way, Hunter? Toyota Matrix 03. <laughs> oh, Whoa. oh, those cars! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. 
Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, get you get the job done, right? So you can't complain. But um, exactly. But um, to sum everything up, you know, I'll, I'll ask you all this one question altogether. If you were to sum up your teammates in one word, because we talked a lot about your teammates today, how would, what's the one word you would describe your teammates? Unique. What were you, uh, what were you, uh, Mir? Uh, prison, just like there for each other. Okay. And over you, Hunter? I'd say they are all pretty phenomenal in their own ways. Everybody had this trait that you couldn't just put your finger on, but they all did that one thing, either to make you laugh or pump you up or to be your friend. They all had those individual qualities like that. Tough. Yeah. Well, obviously, because, you know, everyone's, you know, you're the girls are graduating, you guys are moving on. So we want to give you guys an opportunity or your teammates the opportunity to say goodbye to you. So check this out. Hey girls, just wanted to say thanks for all you've done for our team the last few years. Thanks for welcoming all us rookies last year and making the years we had with you the best ones. Wishing you guys all the best in your futures and I'm sure we'll see you soon. Cheers. Hey girls, just want to jump on here and thank you guys for all you've done for the program the past five years. Um, you've molded it to one of the top programs in the country and we can't thank you guys enough. Uh, best of luck in your future endeavors, Jetta, Mosh, and Miriam. And uh, don't worry, Catherine always has a couch for you if you want to come back. Thanks, guys. Hey, seniors. I just want to say a big thank you. I've known you all for a lot of years, and I'm proud to have called you teammates and, most importantly, friends. You've done so much for this program and have helped the community off the ice as well. I'm just going to want to say I'm going to miss you lots and hope the best in all your futures. Hey, seniors. Hope you're all doing well. I just wanted to wish you guys a good luck in your future, and thank you for everything you did for the team. Hi Miriam, Motion Jetta, it's Maggie here. I just wanted to say congratulations on the past five years as being a Laker and thank you for everything you've done for the program as well as our team last year. Can't wait to see what the future has in stock for you guys and congrats with everything and good luck with your future endeavors. To the incredible seniors that we had this past year, Jetta, Mosh, Miriam, um, I just wanna say that it's been an absolute pleasure playing with you guys and you know, forming our relationships off the ice as well. You guys are like my sisters and I wish you guys all the best in everything that you guys are gonna do. I'm super proud of who, you, who you've become and I'm excited to see where you go. Hey Mosh, hey Jetta, hey Miriam. I just wanted to say a big congratulations to you guys on completing your university and I'm wishing you guys all the best success in your next steps. And I also wanted to thank you guys for everything that you've done for the hockey team. Jetta, you were an amazing captain. Mosh, I loved playing with you and hanging out with you on road trips. And Miriam, I love that you're my support person and I'm going to miss you so, so much next year. I hope to see you guys at a few of our games next year. But yeah, so I guess I'll start with you, Miriam. You guys, you guys, you have the final word. That was, that was, that was really cute. Thank you. I was not expecting that. <laughs> what about you, Jenna? I yeah, I'm yeah, I am at a loss for words. Like it's amazing. Thank you. No problem. And Hunter, you have the final word. Well, you just trying to make us all cry all over again. We've done this a couple of times already. Oh, trust me, <laughs> the volleyball team was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that was extraordinary. Just the that was just awesome. <laughs> Daisy, you want to say anything to the girls before we let them go? I just want to say, um, Tejan's just a mean guy. 
uh, trying to make everybody cry. This is another time. I'm looking at him in the corner on the sides. He's sitting there with this devious little smile. I just, just want to say, hey, you know, best of luck to you guys. Um, again, apologize for Tejan being so mean, but seriously, best of luck with your future endeavors, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us and putting this all together. Really, really appreciate it. Definitely made yeah, us sometimes. Thank you for yeah. thinking about us. Feeling no. the love. Feeling the love. No, thank you all for being a guest. Seriously, we really appreciate it. Seriously. And that's a wrap on another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. We want to thank all our guests for joining us. You can find the video this interview on YouTube and listen to the full interview in all podcast streaming platforms. Thank you, girls, again. Thank you.